the GameCube, GameCube was cool. Hosted by Mike Lane and Neil Gilbert. Mike, happy birthday! This is uh, this is your birthday week episode. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I think this is a good uh, bunch of games to do for my birthday. Obviously, we did Scooby Doo games for your birthday. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, which was very nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, it feels weird. I'm. This is my first. Uh, I I guess I'm on the last line here of COVID birthdays. Yeah, I had to ask that when I last celebrated my family's birthday. I guess it was my sister's back in November, and I was like, okay, now we've all had COVID birthdays, I guess. But no, my da- <laughs> my dad's is in February, so. Uh, right. He's getting close, though. I mean, we have a vaccine. It sounds like people are starting to get better. Hopefully, the, you know, we can start to see more normalcy. So he'll still have a COVID birthday, technically, because it won't be back to normal by then. But uh, no, it no. won't at least be like a lockdown. Like, I felt bad for anybody who had a birthday in April of last year. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Late mm-hmm. March, early April is like the worst time to have a birthday. But January 8th is a fantastic birthday. Um, Neil, I have a lot of cool people on my birthday. Like, I, it's a good day. Okay, so who do you share a birthday with? I, lo- I love these things. I don't think I share a birthday with anybody except for my aunt, which is cool. But who do you share a birthday with? Well, I share a birthday with three phenomenal musicians, actually. Okay. Uh, and that is Elvis, obviously. Ooh, sweet. Uh, we have David Bowie. Ooh, okay. And Kim Jong-un. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the, the ultimate trilogy of birthdays to share with. That's cool. And Stephen Hawking as well, uh, okay. although not a musician. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no. Stephen Hawking's voice, though, is in a lot of songs, isn't he? Or... That's true. Good point. Uh, the Radiohead song, uh, Fitter Better. Yes. Like that entire album has that voice to mm-hmm. it. And kind of kind of the end of uh, Streetlight Manifesto's uh, first album, Keysby Nights, uh, with that kind of not Stephen Hawking voice, but a computerized voice, which was very fun. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough. Uh, what, what, what was that song? Crap. D- Dan, one, two, Dan three, four, one, two, screaming three, in his car. Thank you. I was I just pictured Dan screaming in his car. <laughs> like what that song. Also, was. you said it's their first. It's technically Catch 22s first album. That's true. And also, that's, that's not how Catch 22s ends. That's how the Streetlight one ends. So come on, Neil, get your facts right. I said Streetlight's first album. Didn't they cover it eventually? Streetlight, uh, the Streetlight version. Yeah, but that's not their first album. I guess not. Yeah. The first one would be Everything Went Numb. That's right. Right? Yeah. Okay. I know my streetlight uh, <laughs> history very well. But Mike, it's also the first uh, episode of the new year. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. I uh, See, this is why I like, I think my birthday is part of the, the December celebrations kind of, you know, we have Christmas on December 25th and then exactly a week later we have New Year's and we can say Happy New Year's to everyone. And then exactly yep. a week after that, um, you can say Happy Birthday to Mike. Yeah, I love that when we, especially when we were in university, because we would all get together at uh, like New Year's for our New Year's celebrations. We'd also get together before Christmas for sushi, and then we'd get together for sushi again for your birthday. Exactly. So it's just it's, the, great. it's just such a we need to find someone else to really complete that month. <laughs> but it, it is a really cool way to wind down the new year. Unfortunately, we can't do we couldn't even do the New Year hangout this year. But uh, yeah, that is a great way to. Uh, you're right. It is a good way to extend the holidays and just have one last little thing to do before everybody goes back to work or to school or whatever it was. Mike, when, in your opinion, when is it okay, or when when do you stop wishing people a happy New Year? I uh, see. I for me, I think it's it's up till my birthday. My birthday mm. is a cutoff for for because most people I'll I'll talk to again on my birthday, right? And so I get to wish right. them a happy New Year when they wish me a happy birthday. Mm, okay. So and if you haven't talked to me on on my birthday, one, you're dead to me. <laughs> so I don't even need to wish you a happy New Year. I actually wish you a bad New Year now. Oh, okay. 
I hope you die this year. Yeah, after that, exactly. <laughs> wow. In my opinion, it's always been, I stop wishing people a happy new year. Once you're no longer scratching out, in this case, the zero at the end of 2020 and writing a one over that zero. Do you remember that like awkward couple weeks at school where you're just writing last year's year? Like January 1991. <laughs> yeah, you screw it up. So once you're now writing 2021 flawlessly, that's when it's the new year and you can stop wishing people a happy new year at that point. It also feels very like condescending almost when someone wishes me a happy new year in like February. It's like, oh, so yeah, we, we haven't talked too much. at all. So clearly we're not close and clearly right. I don't want to have this conversation anyways. It's like when someone wishes you a happy belated birthday, like more than a month after your birthday. It's like, no, that's... <laughs> Does someone... Have you ever gotten that? Um, no, I don't know that that's many people. That's pretty audacious to, to, <laughs> to, uh, to wish someone a belated birthday like a month after... It's like, oh, I thought it was in November. <laughs> Screwed that up. I'm so sorry. I wish someone a Merry Christmas yesterday, and that was early January. That felt I felt weird after saying that because that's okay because you, it, it lumps in with the the New Year because you can say yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. That's true. That's true. That, Merry I, Christmas, I like Happy that. New Year, Happy Birthday, Mike. You know, it just it's all one line that you can say mm. to someone. It's it get everything done in one in one go. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Also, just Mike, just a subtle reminder that now everybody that was born the year the GameCube came out can now buy alcohol in Canada. In Ontario, yeah, I guess in Canada now because yeah, we're, Canada, we're nineteen. The, yeah, yep. yep. Damn, that's crazy. That's uh, yep. yeah, because the GameCube will be turning uh, twenty uh, mm-hmm. in September when we do. Uh, we'll obviously do a big episode for that for the GameCube's twentieth birthday. Of course, yeah, and we've already heard from a few other podcasters on Instagram and whatnot who are already, like, future inviting us to their show, I think, for the GameCube birthday, because they're all like, yeah, we'd love to have you on, but I think the 20th birthday makes more sense for you, so we better uh, keep our calendars open for November of this year. For the big two zero. It's coming up fast. I just have one more thing to talk about, Mike. I was driving the other day, and I saw on a billboard, Reese's Thins. Did mm-hmm. you hear about this? Not, no, I haven't explained it to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, Reese's, so Reese's Pieces, we know, Reese, like... Well, no, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Or, sorry, the Peanut Butter Cups, yes, sorry. Of yeah, it comes in a three-pack. It's terrific. It's, you know, you give one to your friend, maybe, and then you eat the other two for yourself. Of course. Yeah, so Reese's had the audacity of releasing the Reese's Thins. They seem to be following in the Oreo Thins footsteps, which is a pathway I don't want to follow. <laughs> and now they have this bag of Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Thins, which are apparently good for sharing. Now, Reese's already had a product that was great for sharing, Reese's Pieces. Mm-hmm. And now they're taking their Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, which is just the pinnacle of the American dream. Like, just peanut butter, chocolate, and a delicious cup. It's, it's amazing. You what else do you reun- want? What else could you want? Exactly. Thank you. Actually, a couple of years ago, they put Reese's Pieces in the peanut butter cup. That was next level. Oh, that was next oh, level, my buddy. Goodness. Uh, and then they put out that chocolate bar about 10 years ago that was literally 900 calories. Yes, I remember that. Oh, so good. But now they've now they've put out these little thin pieces of crap that I guess you're supposed to have at movie theaters or something. It's just I, I can't I can't get down with thins like it's double stuffed Oreos or bust. I don't know who's buying Oreo thins. I've never had an Oreo thin in my life. So I, I'm not sure why you'd want to share a Reese's thins with friends to share some Reese's pieces with friends. We already have. We already have that. We already have a shareable Reese's product. I get it. I, I totally mm-hmm. get it. And um, I'm sure all our listeners understand, too. They're all nodding right now. Yeah, in agreement. Of course. 
Mm-hmm. All of our <laughs> listeners, all of our listeners who decided to join us for welcome to episode 31 of the GameCube was cool podcast. We have new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other podcast services. If you haven't already, take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Leave us ratings and reviews so others can find the show as well. We are the number one GameCube podcast on the internet. We're here to look back on all 555 North American GameCube games one by one, sometimes 12 by 12. Visit thegamecubewascool.com to check out all the things we've been working on. Episodes available to download. Social media posts. You can read some articles we wrote or explore our lovely store. The website was developed by our very own Mike Lane. That's me. That's you. Last month, we uh, put out uh, three side mission episodes. We talked about a few things we enjoyed in 2020, Christmas memories, and things we're looking forward to in 2021. Just a whole bunch of uh, random topics, non-GameCube related. If you haven't listened to them already, go back and check them out. They're fun to kind of get to know us a little better. Uh, This week, we're covering the number one reason for divorce in North America. We're not talking about money, sex, or the inability to solve conflict. Uh, We're talking about Mario Party 4, 5, 6, and 7. Yeah, that, that, you know, that stat doesn't surprise me, Neil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the number one reason for divorce <laughs> in North America, without a doubt. And friendships have ended. We're not a divorce podcast, though, Mike. We're a GameCube podcast. So we're only <laughs> going to talk about why the games are fun. Mm-hmm. Seriously, though, the, 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 I mean, I know that Nintendo games, mini games, and Mario Kart has always been known for ending friendships and everything. I never really got super mad about Mario Party. Did you ever get mad about, like, Mario Party endings? Obviously, if yeah. you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that at the end of Mario Party, there's always random stars awarded and awards given out for random crap that didn't matter. So typically, the person who was ahead the entire game never wins. It's 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 a super frustrating game on a lot of different levels. I mean, uh, they all are. It's... It, you know, it, it is, it's super polarizing. We're going to talk about this a lot in the episode about how polarizing these games actually are, uh, especially like I had never really done much research on the Mario parties themselves. For mm-hmm. me, I just have played them with mm-hmm. friends and whoever, and that's it. You know, you don't think too much about them, but a lot of interesting history and a lot of interesting reviews uh, about these games. I mean, like, I got to say, this is probably the most polarizing franchise that Nintendo mm-hmm. might have. I know that's that's a big statement, but I got to say, looking at some of these reviews, a lot of people loved it and a lot of people hated it, and there was definitely no in-between. Now, are you talking about Mario Party on GameCube, or do you mean the whole franchise? Because it's had its ups and downs, for sure. I'm talking about more mostly the whole franchise, because mm. you kind of you kind of can't just talk about the GameCube ones without talking about everything else. Because it really is just like um, an evolution almost. You can you can very clearly see it. And especially because the GameCube games were uh, an annualized franchise at this point. It was definitely an annualized franchise by this time. You're right. I think that it's almost like a Star Wars level of argument where it's whatever you grew up with. So yeah, the yeah. N64 kids are going to love 1, 2, and 3. The GameCube kids are going to love GameCube. The Wii kids are going to love the ones on Wii. I haven't met anybody who loves the Wii U one. That could happen. <laughs> well, maybe when those guys grow up, we'll, we'll yeah. see what they have to say. The one on Switch, I'm sure there's tons of kids out there that play the one on Switch. It's gone through so many different developers over the years, so it's kind of hard to compare them all pound for pound. Yeah, They all have different play styles, different controllers, so it, it's very hard to compare them when you're jumping from console to console and generation to generation. But you're right, it is a very polarizing uh, Nintendo franchise. Interesting that you think it's the most polarizing. I would have thought maybe Smash Bros. being the most polarizing of all of them. But see, Smash Bros. often, like, there's very rarely any negative Smash Bros. reviews. Mm, okay. Uh, You're talking about, like, critically then. Like, I'm talking about critically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games yeah. media. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That was what really stuck out to me. Because Nintendo first-party franchises are usually almost always held in very high regard. 
mm-hmm. or kind of just thrown off to the side. That's basically the only two ways Nintendo franchises go. Yeah, it's, e- it's either a, you're either a, a hero or a villain in the Nintendo <laughs> universe for whatever reason. For sure. But in, mm-hmm. in Mario Party, I was just shocked to see how many different point of views there were with uh, in regards to the actual critical reviews of it. And I think you're you're 100% right, Neil. I think it dep- it just depends when you start picking up this franchise. D- definitely. And yeah, I think if you've played it from the early days, going to the later games is really hard. I, for one, I'm in the camp of people that, for me, I've never really cared who wins or loses in Mario Party. For me, the fun part are the mini games. Like, for that's sure. really what I care about is who wins at the mini games. Everything else I could care less about, which is, um, it's fine. Like, you can you can get a lot out of these games. It's a board game. It's a mini game collection. You can play it alone. You can play it with friends. There's a lot of replayability in Mario Party games. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's... I think that's might be why it's so polarizing is just because you've got all these reviewers across at the time magazines, but now the internet where everyone's going to find something different to love or hate about Mario Party. And you yes. can pick out something to love or hate about Mario Party, all of them. I don't think any of these games are masterpiece, 10 out of 10 reason to buy a console games personally. Mm-hmm. And and I think if I had to say it, this might be going out on a limb here, but if I had to pick all of the Nintendo multiplayer party games, if you took Melee, uh, Mario Kart, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, all the sports games. I think Mario Party is probably my least favorite Nintendo game, like the multiplayer game to play. Yeah. I, I love I love the sports games. I love Smash and Kart. So not again, that's like picking like your, your least favorite album out of your favorite albums of all time. Like it doesn't mean they're bad games. It's just in terms of what I want to play. It, it was almost never Mario Party. It was always if someone had uh, Smash Bros, I'm playing Smash Bros. And I think that logic is going to apply a lot to these four games when we talk mm-hmm. about them because there isn't necessarily one that completely stands out from the rest. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Mario Party 4 seems to be the the consensus best of, of these games. And some people say that it's consensus best overall, which is funny because when it came out, it got pretty lukewarm reviews. But mm-hmm. it's in recent years, and I think this has a lot, lot to do with YouTubers and uh, different uh, celebrity um, like media personalities who've been playing Mario Party 4 over the years, I guess, uh, who've really uh, kind of brought it back up to the forefront. Mm. Uh, I often see Mario Party 4 listed in a lot of best GameCube games and the best of whatever year, uh, I guess 2002. I, I often see Mario Party 4 rather than any other of the parties, which I always mm. find interesting. Okay. So that was um, that was just some a quick research that I did on that. But obviously, we're just going to keep talking about all the Mario parties in this one. And Neil, do you have any kind of history about the actual games themselves? Because honestly, I know nothing. Yeah, no, no problem. I mean, I have like a light history and kind of just a brief overview of the franchise as a whole. Yeah. It, it dates back to December 18th, 1998. It was first released on the N64 in Japan, obviously came to North America not long after that. Uh, it's it's one of the first of its kind of what's called the mini game genre, which mm-hmm. was new in 1998. Nowadays, I mean, if you grew up with the Wii, you know what a minigame collection is. But, <laughs> but in 1998, that concept of just a game that had a, a light story based around a bunch of minigames, all different, based on different kind of sports and activities, was a very new concept. Like, I couldn't, I didn't really think about that until I, 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 re- I watched a video on Nintendo Life or I read an article from Nintendo Life that pointed that out. And I hadn't really thought of that before. That, yeah, yeah like on the Super NES, on the NES, there were collections of board games. Or other games such as like Checkers Chess, um, Dominoes, or whatever it was. But there was never like this kind of party game collection like Mario Party. So it really was a first of its kind in the 90s. I think it's also the fact that N64, was that was the first time that you could play with four people. Right. 
Yeah, that helped a lot. And I was watching some uh, commercials of just the evolution of Mario Party games and the uh, the N64 ones. There was a lot of focus, like pure cuts of people holding the N64 con- different colored controllers. Yeah. <laughs> so they really wanted to focus on like four people in a room, different controllers. Um, and then it was really funny to watch the evolution of the uh, the advertisements go into the GameCube generation where it was clear that like Jackass was big mm-hmm. because they had the the Mario characters all doing stunts, going down uh, hills and shopping carts, beating <laughs> each other up on roofs. It was like oh pure jackass with Nintendo characters, sort of like the Smash Bros. commercial uh, from N64 when all the characters are fighting each other. Yeah. Very much like that. So it was really funny to watch. But since 1998, there have been 16 Mario Party games. Uh, they range from all the home consoles to even the handhelds. There's there's Mario Parties on GBA, uh, Game Boy Advance, the DS, and the 3DS. Most recent was Mario Party on Switch, Super Mario Party on Switch um, in 2018. That's the highest selling Mario Party game of all 16 games. That I, I can believe that for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the Switch has the highest selling of every franchise up to this point. Uh, all Nintendo franchises have sold the best now on Switch, I believe, right? I'd say, I'd say almost all. Um, no, except Mario Kart. Oh, Mario Kart, right. It hasn't outsold the Wii. And I don't think Mario Odyssey is the best-selling 3D Mario game. But no, I don't think so. Breath of the Wild, Animal Crossing, Smash Bros, Mario Party. They're, they're all Mario mm-hmm. Tennis. Pikmin, I think, now is the highest-selling Pikmin game hard. already. <laughs> no, <laughs> I guess not. Pikmin's not as big as I think it is. The lowest-selling Mario Party game is... Do you want to guess which one the lowest-selling? It's got to be one. Think? It's got to be either the Wii U one or one from the GameCube generation. I'm going to say Wii U. The uh, Mario Party 10, I believe. Good guess. It's actually, I don't know if you remember this, but Mario Party Top 100 on 3DS. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that that game got me really angry because it came out, I believe, after the Switch came out. Yep. Uh, And it did. It made no sense why this game was on the 3DS and also wasn't online compatible. All I've ever wanted to do was play these the best mini games I can against people, just like random people. That'd be so much fun. Mario Party 100 is arguably the best Mario Party game. It's yeah, the best. It's, got it's the best. Okay. It's, the, it's the best 100 mini games from all Mario Parties up until 2017, I believe, was the release date of that. So it's got yeah. Mario Party one, one through ten, and all the best mini games from those games yeah. on 3DS. Which everyone thought, what's going on? Why is this not going to be on Switch? And I thought it was going to be on Switch, and it still hasn't been ported. It sold strange. It sold uh, less than a million. It sold 0.67 million units worldwide. Yeah. So yeah. like about half a million units. Um, but anyway, we're, we're, again, we're covering the GameCube generation today. Um, they were all developed by Hudson Soft. Uh, so the GameCube generation, including the N64, that's considered the golden age of Mario Party from most fans. Yep. Uh, Hudson Soft made all the home console versions of Mario Party up until the Wii, which was eight, Mario Party eight. The series features a bunch of playable characters from the Mario universe, spanning from characters like Donkey Kong to lesser known characters like Kamek. Uh, Mike, do you want to guess the four players which have been in every single Mario Party game from Mario Party 1 up until Super Mario Party? Okay, yeah, I can do that. So right. it's definitely Mario and Luigi mm-hmm. uh, would be two. And I'd say Peach. Yep. And Yoshi. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Nice. I was going to say, you got to say Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- those three have been in all of them. Uh, uh, Donkey Kong, I thought, had been in all of them, but he actually dropped off after one of the games we're going to be talking about today. Well, because he was part of the games themselves, because you had the Donkey Kong spaces. Right. Exactly. And same thing with Bowser in certain games, or almost all the games, I think Bowser has his own spaces as well. And yeah, he's kind it's of like... only in the latest ones that he's actually a playable character. 
Right, exactly. So those are the four characters that you can play as in all of the games, including the Game Boy Advance game, the DS games. Uh, the series holds the record for the longest-running minigame series. As of December 2020, Nintendo reported a cumulative worldwide sales of 56.47 million units sold. Wow. From all 16 games. That's very good yeah. to be selling about 4 million units of each game. Some of these games don't cost a ton to produce. You have to imagine a lot of it's just copy and pasting certain assets and then coming up with mini games that last 30 seconds. So they're, they're very quick games to make. Um, and like I said, all GameCube games were developed by Hudson Soft. A little bit about Hudson Soft. They were founded in 1973. They went defunct in 2012. They were merged with Konami Entertainment. Uh, they're known for franchises such as Bonk, Bomberman, and Adventure Island. Uh, most video gamers, especially if you were a gamer in the 80s or 90s, you'd recognize the logo being the Bumblebee, mm -hmm. the Hudson Soft Bumblebee. Um, so huge shout out to Hudson Soft and all the developers who made these games. They are legendary in my opinion. Before we get into the games though, Mike, I just want to quickly talk about one specific character from the Mario Party oh, franchise. We, we know who it is. We know who Waluigi. it is. Waluigi. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Camelot, who developed the Mario Tennis series uh, yes. in on the N64 generation, needed a Wario partner to play yeah. tennis with. So they had <laughs> so, to create so this. Funny. It's so weird, dude. They had to create this lanky character known as Waluigi. There are so many weird Reddit threads on Waluigi out there. Yeah. First introduced uh, in Mario Party 3 on the N64. Fans would know him from Mario Tennis, which was a 2000 N64 game uh, created by Camelot. And uh, I Googled Waluigi just to do like this brief sort of bio, uh, bi biography on Waluigi. <laughs> a biopic. The weird, a a bio Waluigi biopic. <laughs> when are we going to get the Waluigi biopic? <laughs> Who would play Waluigi? I'll, I'll put a pin in that. I'll think about that. <laughs> okay, I have one too, so we're going to go back to that at the end of the episode. Okay. But anyway, I Googled Waluigi, and uh, the first thing that came up was, is Waluigi circumcised? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no one knows who he's related to how he showed up he's a really interesting character really disgusting looking basically a lanky wario got a yeah. mustache very romantic he can swim in the air so he might be jesus <laughs> <laughs> and, and have we have we figured out his geneal genealogy yet no no, no, no. We haven't, we haven't nailed that down. Okay. Mm -mm, not not quite. No one, no one knows quite where, where he's from or anything like that. So anyway, Mike, let, remind me at the end of this episode, we're going to go back and talk we'll about back who should Waluigi. play Waluigi in his biopic because I have one in mind and, and uh, I would really love this movie to be made. But this brings us to Mario Party 4 through 7, which we're going to be covering today. I've said that several times now probably. All these games are on GameCube. They're all developed by Hudson Soft, all published by Nintendo. They all range around four out of five stars. None of them are five out of fives masterpieces. None of them are bad. They're all enjoyable party games. Four through six range at about $100 today if you wanted to pick them up on eBay. Uh, seven is priced around $70. That game is slightly cheaper than the rest. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's sold quite a bit. I, I do find that game quite often on Kijiji and other sellers for like 50 bucks. It's not a hard game to find. I see it at Value Village too a lot. We were going to have some callers on today to talk about Mario Party and their memories. We don't really have too much to talk about with each game because they're all so similar. They're all kind of, I think everybody's memories of Mario Party really does blend together. I hope so. That's kind of where I stand with Mario Party. I don't know a specific minigame from each game. I do have a little bit of facts about each game, which we can kind of weave into this episode as we talk to some of the, the callers. Um, yeah, sounds good. All right, so joining us all the way from beautiful Ajax, Ontario, we have Harrison here. And Harrison, Neil and I have a question for you. We were just talking about this. Who do you think would play Waluigi in the upcoming Waluigi biopic? Ooh, great question. <laughs> um, uh, well, first off, happy Happy New Year's to you guys. Thank you, you too. Thank you. 
Now, if I had to pick someone to be Waluigi, I, I'd pick Adrian Brody. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> really? Nice one. Yeah, yeah, you got <laughs> I think it's because of Adrian Brody in the village. I think that's what really does it for me. You know what? He he kind of looks like Waluigi, so he there wouldn't does. be, like, too much makeup, and I feel like he could really do, like, the, the wah, like, really well. That's a very good answer. Just because of the, the village as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, can't wait to cast that movie. That's going to be fun to watch. But of course, we are talking about all the different Mario parties today. So Harrison, I know that you were an N64 kid, which obviously I hate that. But uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> you grew up with the N64. Uh, which was your first Mario party that you had? Yeah, so I actually had the very first Mario party. Wow. So in my house, it, it's we have Mario Party 1 and Mario Party 3. Okay. Though we probably played the most... We played 3 the most, I would, mm-hmm. I would have to say. We didn't have 2. Rented 2, had friends that had 2, always wanted 2, but n- didn't have 2. Never had it. Which, which Mario Party game on the N64 was it where that burned holes in people's hands? Do you know that, that whole thing? <laughs> it burned holes in people's hands? Is it because they had to use like the joystick with their palms? Yes, so there's this mini game in Mario Party. I think it's I think it's either one or two. I, I I'm sorry, but uh, basically, like you have to rotate the joystick very quickly, and your thumb can only do so much on the N64 controller. So what people would do is they would use the palm of their hand on the N64 controller, which for you young folks out there is just plastic, and you would just you know rotate your hand in a quick circle as if you're like you know wipe cleaning a car or something, and people were basically ripping the skin off of their hands. To the point where Nintendo had to send people gloves to, to wear while they're playing <laughs> no, Mario Party. that's not real. That's real. They that's had, amazing. Not too many people, but like a couple th- like tens of thousands of gloves were shipped out to the North America for people who complained. And they would give them these gloves to like wear while they're playing Mario Party on N64 so that they wouldn't rip a hole through their palms to try and play whatever minigame it was on N64. That's unbelievable. That's absolutely yeah. unbelievable. I had never knew that. Oh my yeah, gosh. it's uh, it's infamous <laughs> in the N sixty four and Nintendo history. It's really funny. Wow. I don't know how dumb, like how stupid. <laughs> anyway, now, now gotta, Neil, gotta you, need, you need to get this glove for your collection. I do. That would be awesome to have, like a little mannequin <laughs> hand, like it's a jewelry store, but it's wearing the glove. With yeah, does it does it have on. the uh, does it have the uh, the Nintendo logo on there? Like maybe a Mario Party logo? That'd be sick. Come to think of it now, I've heard a lot about this whole thing, and I've never actually seen what the glove looks like. Let me just look at it right now, Mario Party glove. I've never actually seen what the thing looks like. I can just picture being like a fingerless glove, like a weightlifting glove. I think that, yeah, that's what it is. It, anyway. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, going back to Mario Parties. So did you ever play the GameCube Mario Parties, Harrison? Yes. Um, for my birthday, whatever year Mario Party 4 came out, that came out. Well, they always came out like November, December, the games that I usually wanted. Yeah, Mario, so Mario you... Party 4 came out on November 21st, 2002. Okay, perfect. So for my mm-hmm. birthday in January 2003, um, I got Mario Party nice. 4 from either my good buddy Crispy or one of my cousins. One of the, one of the two. But yeah, we had, we had Mario Party 4. And I don't know, just by talking to a lot of people, I feel like I'm the opposite when it comes to the average Mario Party fan, because I actually really liked 4. And from what I've been talking to with other people, oh, my brother is in the building, 
he refused to be on the podcast. Uh, The reason being (laughs) is because, I don't know, but probably because he doesn't want to open up any old wounds because I always kept beating him in Mario Party 4 and 5. So (laughs) maybe that's why. Mm -hmm. Sibling rivalry. Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Always. Yeah, and and 4 is often considered one of the best uh, Mario Party games. Uh, In retrospect, I talked about it earlier before you came on, but uh, I know a lot of people always bring up 4. We played 4 a lot at... Um. Uh. When we all lived together in uh, in the dog pound, as we call it. That's right. Because uh, because I think Jake owned four, and uh, and so we played it. I actually never owned four or five. I only had six and seven growing up, so I never got to play, uh, four and five at my own home. I definitely played four and five at other people's houses. Was four the one where the mini game? That I remember we played it at your house in London, and uh, we I think we were all drunk or something, and it was like explore a dank cavern. Is that four? The one where you like you have to you have like a dying light and you have to like get through a maze basically. I just remember the entire night we we're like that's dank. <laughs> just like we're using that for everything. <laughs> that sounds very accurate. I would say a hundred percent yes. Is that the two v two one where you're like in like the canoes and you can't see anything and you're using like the light to go through the yes. the tunnel? Yes. It is. Okay. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like 4. 4, it does sound awesome just looking back at it now, like how many new things it had. Like it features a new battle system that allows players to team up in pairs in party mode, uh, new hosts like Toad Hosts, Koopa, and Troopa. It's got five maps plus one unlockable, which Mario Party, a lot of games, they don't have a ton of maps. Sometimes there's only just a few and no yeah. unlockable ones, which is not great. There's 60 mini games. Uh, there's like the new collectible mechanic in the form of presents. Now it's more like orbs that you can buy. And then there's the custom minigame pack creator. So you can make your own minigame collection that then you play. So you can pick your favorite minigames to play in the game, hmm. which is pretty sweet. And then it was the first Mario Party game to have a fully rendered map in 3D. Since uh, a lot of the N6, or all the N64 maps were all just 2D maps. You weren't actually interacting, going up and down. It was just a 2D map that the characters were walking along. So it had a lot of new features compared to the three N64 games before it. So it definitely did start off well on the GameCube in November of 2002. Now, Harrison, you have a fantastic story that I think you should share to the listeners here uh, about Mario Party 3 and when we played that one time. Do you want to share that? Yeah. So, again, when we all lived together, I brought up the N64, I guess, for a couple months. And I had Mario Party 3, as I, as I mentioned earlier. And we all played. And I landed on the, the infamous Bowser Square. Obviously, I was taken to see Bowser. and we had, you know, Bowser gives you his uh, his fate determined by a little roulette wheel or a little little list of things, and it, it goes through a randomizer and it selects one. And I actually got the the a thousand coin one or the ten thousand coin one, and <laughs> and Bowser ran away, and then like the game glitched out for like a second or so, if I remember correctly, and then yeah. after after it happened, I had like a bunch of coins. It wasn't like a thousand by any means, it was but 500. I five hundred. Yeah, it was 500 coins. I don't it was weird. <laughs> I also have a picture of it as well too. Yes, we have it memorialized forever. We will be posting that on Instagram after the episode, so check that out. But that did happen. Harrison got 500 coins in which what I always thought was you couldn't win those those special prizes that Bowser would have. Um I just thought those were just, you know, to to make you make you feel like there's some hope, but your mm-hmm. hope was just going to automatically be crushed because it was Bowser. Yeah, it was really weird. The, the Bowser minigames were always unfair. Like I just remember any time Bowser had the biggest advantage, and any time he showed up, and it was always it always sucked. 
especially in Mario Party Seven. That's the one that I know most of. And the yeah, because that one, always... uh, there's there's Bowser multiplayer mini games, which mm-hmm. really messes you up because it it just like takes everyone down with him, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and those yep. those mini games were almost impossible. But obviously, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that closer to when we get uh, to Mario Party Seven. But I just wanted to talk about a couple of mini games on Mario Party Four that I really enjoyed. A couple of these are Book Squirm. So that's the one where a book is coming down and you have to avoid the different, uh, like, like, um, Little cutouts, yeah, the little shapes yeah, yeah, it makes. I love that one too. That yeah. was a good one, yeah. We have the uh, bomb Breakers, which is just like Tetris and Candy Crush kind of mixed together, but you can play okay. on other people's sides. Mm-hmm. There is uh, Stamp Out, which is a really fun one. You just uh, mash A and you're stamping on everyone, uh, and you're just trying to get like the most area that's your color. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, reverse a bomb, which is again another mash A, but you're and you're sending the bombs back. It's a two v two for this one, and so uh, okay. one side, uh, you're basically just mashing in to make sure that all your bombs aren't going uh, to your side. You want to change the conveyor belt to go to someone else's side. Okay, yeah, I remember that. A lot of these mini games just they again they bleed together. Like yes, they do. They, they feel the same in most games. There's like a couple originals in each one that feel fresh yeah we'll talk about more as we go on towards the next uh, next few games though good list though love that good. thank you thank you uh and i'd like to read the back of the case now of mario party 4 since i have the box right here i can hear it that's good asmr go for it Mike. <laughs> mario party's back with all new mini games and even more mega fun nintendo's all-star lineup is together again Toad, Koopa, and others have hidden birthday presents. Oh, birthday for me. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, inside a brand new party cube. But finding the presents won't be easy. Grab your friends and battle your way in a four-player frenzy across brand new game boards. Collect coins and win the most stars to claim your birthday presents. Okay, so this back of the case was literally written for me. I'm glad you got to read it. That's perfect. <laughs> it's Isn't it like, Harrison, have you ever actually watched the opening cinematics of the Mario parties? Yeah. They get to like, like I remember the fourth one a little bit. Wasn't there like a giant like gift that came and then it popped out and it was like shy guy Koopa Toad and everyone's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't believe it's these guys. And <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Go and, <laughs> they go and party and it's like, okay, cool. That was always um, one of my favorite parts is like the stories for these games are just hilarious because mm-hmm. how do you make a story for Mario Party? And and the crazy thing is, is that it's different. It's unique every single time. Every single Mario Party has a different, unique uh, opening cinematic and story to why mm-hmm. they're there. Yeah. It's almost like a little mini Mario Sunshine. Like they're all on vacation or they're all doing something weird, some reason to celebrate or whatever. And then things go horribly wrong. I don't know why anybody in the Mario universe is accepting any free prize anywhere. It always ends up poorly. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, before we move on to Mario Party 5, you Hmm. forgot to mention your favorite character and your least favorite character. And I don't know if you know who it is. (laughs) I I don't know who my own favorite character is. Yeah, but I know who it is. So the characters in Mario Party 4, if you want to have a list to pick from, we have Mario, Luigi, Peach, Donkey Kong, Yoshi, Wario, Daisy, Waluigi. <laughs> you mean Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, let's get that. Let's get that correct. Uh, I, my least favorite character? I don't know who my least favorite is. Is it Daisy? I don't like Daisy. No, no. It's, it's actually none of the playable characters. It's Koopa. Koopa Troopa. Oh, oh yeah, because he takes all your money. Because mm. to to build his stupid hut and then mansion and then the <laughs> damn hurricane comes and screws yeah. it up every time. Well, 
Oh my god, I can't believe I was not going to mention that. Thank you, Harrison. This is why you're on today. <laughs> to remind me about... So for one of the maps, um, I forget the map's name, but it, it, there are... It's like all these high-rises are being built. And the Koopa is like the... the I guess he's like the developer uh of this place and he's he it's a pyramid scheme he's collecting everyone's money every time you go you you go on the space or, or go past the space you have to give him five coins 10 coins 20 coins and then eventually it just blows over and you do it all again and clearly he knows when this hurricane is coming he just is taking your money that's 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 very schemey and then mike's favorite character is also in the same map and it's the dolphin hop on my back dude he sounds like if Rodney Mullen was a dolphin. He's from, I think he's from Mario Party 2 on N64, the dolphin. That might be a re, uh, just re, uh, reusing assets from N64. I could see that. Yeah, I remember playing that at Dan's house when we were in college. And it's like we were like, we're just imitating him for the entire day again. Like, <laughs> bro, hop on my back, dude. Yeah. Just giving him like a really Hawaiian surfer kind of voice because he just kept saying it. Well, as Harrison said, yeah, he is basically Rodney Mullen of, uh, sure. <laughs> of the Mario <laughs> Parties. Or Kelly Slater. <laughs> I guess that's more appropriate yeah. since he's in water. Yeah, Kelly Slater. That's a good one. Yeah, and, also, and he has a GameCube game. I was gonna say he has a GameCube game, but yes, let's. Um, uh, I'm glad you brought those up, Harrison. Love the dolphin. Hate the Koopa. He can go die in uh, a fire or a hurricane. But uh, let's talk about Mario Party Five. So for Mario Party Five, I don't think there's a crazy amount of difference. I do remember that it's a dream sequence. The entire thing is all a dream, basically. Uh, the your ambassador of this, I guess, who's leading the party is a star with a mustache who I can only assume is Toadsworth, uh, who is dead, who is who is gone. <laughs> Toadsworth's not dead yet. Toadsworth is not dead yet. <laughs> not dead yet. Yes. Yeah. Not but, dead yet. But it's like they couldn't afford Toadsworth, so they had to get the star instead. Not really sure where that came in. Yeah, so Mario Party 5 released on November 10th, 2003. So like Harrison said, all of these Mario Party games were all released pretty much a year apart in November, which was good timing. Uh, playable characters, same as the last game. You had Mario, Luigi, Peach, Yoshi, Wario, Daisy. Now we have Toad, Boo, Koopa Kid, and again, Waluigi or Adrian Brody. Uh, rather than um, – so instead of like Mario Party 4 had the hosts like Koopa and, and, and Troopa, uh, Mario Party 5 featured Star Spirits. Uh, known as Star Guards, which were actually from the Paper Mario game on N64. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Great game. Great game. Mm-hmm. N64, Paper Mario. Uh, but yeah, not a ton of new stuff in this one. I mean, it had 78 new mini games, which is pretty big. But I mean, every Mario Party game has new mini games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that that present system is replaced with orbs. So, you know, like double dice roll or slow down the dice so you can actually get a six. And then they had the super duel mode, which is like a one-on-one versus battle mode where two players face off against each other using custom assembled vehicles, uh, almost like Megazoids or Megazords or whatever from Power Rangers, which is kind of cool. You buy like machine parts uh, using points, um, which you get in mini games and party modes. um, And then you get to battle each other in different tournaments, which is kind of neat. I don't know where the heck they were going with that idea. Mm -hmm. But hey, man, robots are cool. Yeah, I mean, Mario Party 5 is is obviously it's... When you play it, 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 it's a fun game. At least for mm-hmm. me, I, I enjoyed it. They're all fun. They're yeah. all fun. Uh, Mario yeah. Party, uh, I, I, I forgot to mention this, Mario Party 4's ratings. So it's mostly 7 or 8. So I know you said it was kind of 4 out of 5 in the GameCube anthology. It also has a 4.2 uh, uh, on Nintendo Power. I mean, take that as you will. Nintendo Power is an advertisement, not a magazine. Sorry, 4.2 out of what? 5. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, it's a, and it's a 70 on Metacritic, where Mario Party 5 is uh, mostly 7s as well, a little lower. It's a 4.2 again out of 5 on Nintendo Power, and it's a 69 on Metacritic. So they basically get the same ratings. Yeah. I, I think ranging them between like a 7 out of 10 and an 8 out of 10 is fair. Yeah. 
yeah, a lot of a lot of love goes into these mini games, and that's what I love most about Mario Party. It's the mini games. And when we had that Mario Party Top 100 on 3DS come out two three years ago, I would love something on Switch that just has all the mini games, so I can just play those on on the bus or on a train or in the car. Because mm-hmm. I would I would die for a mini game collection of just hundreds of mini games, specifically for Mario Party Five. I love Pushy Penguins. Which is uh, one where you just have to get from one end of a map to another, but there's penguins going yeah. across the map trying to push you off the stage. It's a classic. Which just just reminds me of that N64 level where everyone throws the penguin off the stage. <laughs> I feel like it's them getting back at you for that. There's Dinger Derby, which is like basically a, a batting cage, yep. which is very fun if you if you like baseball. Th- those two mini games stand out in my mind off the bat. I don't know. Do you, Harrison or Mike? Do either of you guys have favorite mini games from? Mario Party 5? Or just any Mario Parties, Harrison, because you haven't really uh, had a chance, I guess, to talk about any sure. mini-games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Mario Party, well, let me think. Mario Party 4, I actually really liked a lot of the 2v2 mini-games in Mario Party 4, mm-hmm. like cliffhangers where you have to like climb the the mountain and there, and it gets really windy at some point so you can just get blown to the bottom of yep. the mountain. Mm-hmm. There was the Dungeon Duos. That one was actually like a mini-game that lasted like 10 minutes. I don't know if you remember that one, but you had to go from like the dungeon to like the top of at the top of the castle. And then to get there, you have to go through all like these different levers and you have to jump in different heights and you have to like go in the hot air balloon. Isn't that the last one in the game? Maybe like the last one you unlock, maybe. So I hadn't played that ever, I think, until recently, until a couple of years ago. And it might have been with you, Neil, but I, I yeah. remember playing it and I remember thinking, oh my God, this is like minutes. This game yeah. is minutes long. <laughs> like- I think that is the very last one to see like who gets the last star. I think that was the last, I remember that one. It's fun. It's a lot of, it. Uh, I think it was about five minutes. Yeah. And yeah, regular mini games, 30 seconds, a minute tops <laughs> typically. Yeah. that That's a really fun one. I think for Mario Party 5, I really liked, um, well, Coney Island was fun. That was the one where all the ice cream scoops fall on your cone. Yep. There was uh, Fish Upon a Star, where that one was, you were kind of like knocking each other off a crumbling star in the sky. Oh, yes. So yeah. it was really the only time you could get like an Adrian Brody into a Smash-like <laughs> game, I guess. Um, I also really liked the, the Tube It or Lose It one, just because I was really big into tubing at that time as a kid. Nice. Cool. But what was really cool was the bonus mini games for Mario Party 5, because you could play beach volleyball and ice hockey. And there was never like a Mario hockey game. And yeah, that's I, I always thought that was really cool. Now, Harrison, are you one of those kids who practices before he plays every minigame? Or are, do you just press that start button and just go head in? I'm the type of player when it comes to most Nintendo games where I like to do the opposite of what the party wants to do. Or whoever <laughs> I'm playing against. So, so it's like if my brother wanted to practice, I would just hit start. <laughs> um, if my if my friends don't like the character Adrian Brody, I'd pick Adrian Brody as my character. Like that's that's kind of like how I roll in these games. I love it. I love it. But in terms of if I'm playing by maybe by myself or with people who I'm not really wanting to troll, um, I probably practice some of the ones that maybe I just didn't understand the the concept or I didn't read the instructions properly at the beginning and just kind mm-hmm. of jumped in. Well, some of them are complicated. Like a lot of the a lot of the mini games are just move around and press A to throw or to jump. But so then some of them are you have to use all the buttons and Z and Z and L and R to really maneuver the map, whatever whatever it is you have to do. Some of them are just yeah, move around and avoid getting caught or avoid getting hit. 
But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like sometimes you just have to practice. But I, I do love just hitting start. And everyone's like, what did you press? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah. I think it's time to read the back of the case here for Mario Party 5. All right, Mike. It's an all-out bash. The superstars of the Mushroom Kingdom are partying again. Grab your friends and join in the madness as you battle across all new game boards in a race to collect the most stars. Brand new minigames including one-on-one duels and everyone versus Bowser brawls, as well as minigame tournaments, a decathlon event, and much more uh, make this a party you just can't miss. Hmm. Just can't miss it. Can't. Can't do it. Harrison, before we let you go, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Mm, Well... For five, and this may be a very unpopular opinion, I didn't really like the the orbs or the capsules. Yeah, to be quite I, honest. You know what? I think that is a popular opinion because it was kind of weird. Because, uh, yeah, we haven't mentioned this yet, but in five, the you would get capsules from these um, these gumball machine kind of things, and you would have to spend money when you had them to to play them, and it kind of felt weird because it didn't feel like I don't know. It it felt strange based on the other Mario parties. Yeah, because like the old Mario parties, you go to like Toad Shop or yeah, or Baby Bowser's Shop because that's what he was called in in '64, and you could go buy like a a magic lamp, which you couldn't do in five either. There's no magic lamps, and that was the best way to win stars because oh yeah, the genie. I forgot mm-hmm. about the genie. The genie's the, fat, the best. Fat genie. <laughs> yeah, he's the best way to win any stars. It wasn't about getting to the star by you know trekking across the map. It was about buying your way there. Exactly, just like life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly, that was the best way to get the stars. But uh, the capsules, they just gave you whatever, right? It wasn't like you got to, yeah. to pick. But other than that, I had a lot of great memories playing Mario Party and, of course, a lot of, a lot of bad memories playing Mario Party as well, too. I think, I think you and everyone else, for sure, definitely a polarizing game, definitely brings mm-hmm. back some good and bad memories, but uh, I'm glad uh, you got to come on the show and uh, talk about some of them. Hey, I'm I'm glad as well too. Oh, did you, before I go, did you guys get your um, uh, your presents from Sandy Claus that you asked for? <laughs> uh, I think we did. I think we got some. You know, we got, we got a lot of GameCube merch, uh, which is good in 2021. We did we got we got some blankets with our faces on them, digitized faces, which is on my bed as we speak. We got mm-hmm. a nice plaque on my on our walls now to prove that we are the number one GameCube podcast on the internet, of course. And I actually gave a bunch of my merch to my family. <laughs> like I, I bought a whole bunch of our stuff off our shop. So everyone was getting mugs and uh, tote bags. So now there's some GameCube merch out there in the wild. So I love it. Who was it that asked for the the, the Bionicles? Did anyone get their Bionicles? <laughs> oh, no, Damn no it's... Bionicles. They're very hard to find. Uh, very hard to find this time of year. Or their Shrek-themed Hot Wheels track. Was that, was that gotten? Yeah, so Santa, he, he messaged me. And he said that it can't be done because DreamWorks has put a cease and desist on him. So, oh, um, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, makes so sense. He's, uh, he's in legal troubles right Shrek, now. Shrek, Shrek got me too a couple of years ago. I don't know if you guys knew. That. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, and with that, we'll, you know what? We'll, we'll send Harrison off. Yeah, that's it. I, I think I should go. I don't think I can. I can. I got to reevaluate my life now. <laughs> oh well, thanks again for coming on, Harrison, and we'll hey, see you next time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Later, buddy. See ya. What a nice young man. What a nice young man. Thank you so much for Harrison for coming on and uh, shedding some great light on uh, and great stories about Mario Party. And yes, uh, I I, re- I just realized that he was talking about our Christmas lists that we posted, Neil. Uh, and, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, I forgot. Santa obviously did not forget. He, he worked his hardest to make sure that we had lovely Christmases 
just like everyone else. So of course. thank you, Santa. All right, Mike, just you and me now. So why don't we cover Mario Party 6 before we have our next callers come on? That sounds good. Let's get it, dive right into it. Okay, cool. So Mario Party 6 uh, was released on December 6th, 2004. Uh, again, we have the same returning characters. We had Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Yoshi. Then there's Wario, Daisy, Toad, Boo, Koopa Kid, Toadette, and of course, Waluigi, or Adrian Brody, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike, this Mario Party 6 actually introduced the microphone peripheral for the games, which we're going to talk a lot more about uh, with Mario Party 7. Um, but this was just a gimmick that was popping its head up in a few Nintendo games. There was uh, also Odama on GameCube, which was like yep. a pinball game. And then, of course, Mario Party 7. Uh, this was really when we started to see the beginning of the Wii gimmick generation with uh, voice control and blowing into microphones and and talking at the game to try and get things to work. It was a very <laughs> early technology in the mid to early to mid-2000s, which at the time was bad and hasn't yeah. aged well either. No, no, it definitely has not aged well. And uh, doing research for this, I thought that Mario Party 7 was the only one that had the mic, but Mario Party 6 obviously is, as you said, Mm -hmm. uh, did as well. And for me, it's weird because Mario Party 6 was the first game I got, first Mario Party game that I got growing up. And I don't remember getting the mic. I guess my parents didn't get the mic for me, but they got the mic for me for Mario Party 7. So... Yeah, the mic know. was the mic was boxed in with the Mario Party Seven. I don't remember a box set with Mario Party no. Six. I think you might have had to buy it separately, and I think the mic uh, mini games were much, much smaller or like much uh, less emphasized. Mm, okay, uh, but I honestly don't remember too much for that and it's weird because you know I have Mario Party Six and I I don't remember a lot of it. Um, I don't remember uh, playing it that much. Yeah, I had to. I played this game a little bit last night in preparation for the show because I knew so much about seven already, and you have my copy of four and five. Because uh, I hadn't played this one as much, just because I had seven so much, and then we played four at your house so uh, in London. Those were mm-hmm. kind of my two uh, heavy hitters for for Mario Party. I do remember one of the mini the Mike mini games in this one. I think it was it was about fruit. And I think you just had to say the name of the fruit <laughs> and it just couldn't pick up you saying the word apple and it would like, it's like apple wrong. Like, what? <laughs> oh, it sorry. Was, That's a banana. It, yeah. It was so frustrating, but I, uh, it just didn't, it didn't work right. And at the time it was frustrating. So yeah, even in 2004, 2005, I was turning off the Mike mini game option. I was like, just don't, <laughs> don't include them, please. Yeah. I, I remember playing with my dad. I remember playing Mario party and, uh, and just like, we, we, we would just not play the mic once. It's like, no, turn that off. Yeah. Yeah. You, you did it once and that was enough. <laughs> yes. Which is too bad because the mini games in this game are just like the other ones. They're, they're very fun. Uh, they're all classics. Uh, they all, all four Mario party games. If you, it's really hard to try and try and pinpoint which game came out of which one, if you really had to think hard about it. Uh, I really like the one, the name and the concept just called Motown. Okay. Which is where you just have to mow grass and whoever mows the most grass wins. Oh, uh, I like that. That's a good just, name. Yeah, great name, Motown. I thought they were going to have, um, I thought they were gonna, I thought it was going to be Mike related because, you know, oh. Motown. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, oh, God. If you had to sing a Motown song, it would not have worked. <laughs> there, there's a bunch of like obviously one versus three mini games where one character has a little bit more of an advantage over the other three. For some reason, those 1v3 games, the one player never wins. It, it, it's i feel like it's it's either one or the other right it's either the yeah. the, the one player has a massive advantage mm-hmm. uh or or it's like the three players just obviously will easily win yeah anytime there was one that had to do with like uh anything to do with like water guns or light where you had to like shine a light on the one player they were never yeah. at a good advantage like if no. you were in a tight quarter like a tight space <laughs> and you had to just catch them like a tag like a small game of tag or paintball 
something like that, they would not win ever. And why is every like 3v1 almost like, like every other one, I guess, is uh, it's like someone in a massive ball or something that has to crush the other people. Yeah, they're like and, a giant mech. They had a robot yeah. with big feet and they had to crush everyone else. Those were fun. Those were fun, actually. I enjoyed those where the player one was in a giant robot and you had to avoid getting stepped on or crushed. Yeah, they were those fun. They were just fun. really repetitive. Like, there's a yeah, lot of them. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I remember one in Mario Party 6. It was called Snow Brawl, where you, uh, you, it's just a snowball fight. Oh, yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one player has an extra, it has, he has four monkeys with him. And if you get hit <laughs> with a snowball, you freeze to death. Yeah. I like that. That's a fun one. Those monkeys, so it's funny that you you brought them up. Um, mm-hmm. I always thought those monkeys were I I and um, and Baby uh, from oh. um, from Super Monkey, Monkey Ball because they yeah. look identical. Good point. Like, they look so close. To, I know the ears are a little off, but it's like very very close because they clearly weren't Donkey Kong monkeys. Nope, I'm not sure where they're from. Actually, that's that's good. They the monkeys do pop up in a lot they of mini games. Yeah, almost as much as the Goombas. Yeah, yeah, they're like they're like extra Goombas, but like yeah. like nice Goombas, I guess. Where are uh, they from? I don't know, but yeah, they it, they look like weirdly like lawsuit esque, uh, <laughs> uh, similar to to Super Monkey Ball. So. Lawsuit esque, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not many other things really ever crossed over into Mario Party, which could have been cool uh, to have like something from Star Fox show up or yeah. something from Metroid show up every so often. But it was always in the Mushroom Kingdom universe. It never became like Nintendo Party. Which would have been neat no. to get something from the Donkey Kong universe in there, other than just Donkey and did he, I don't even think Diddy Kong ever showed up, did he? No, Diddy Kong. No. He's in the new one, uh, but right. he is uh, he's not in this one. And Donkey Kong in I actually always kind of liked DK as not a character mm-hmm. as um, a foe. I, yeah. Uh, well, not as a foe, but because these mini games are like like you you automatically win something in his mini games. It was That's a, true. It was it was to counteract the Bowser spaces. Yeah, Donkey Kong minigames kind of felt like when your mom randomly drops you off at your cool uncle's house for the day because she has to go out. <laughs> and he's like, hey, yeah, ha- yeah, you can eat ice cream and watch TV. Cool. And then like Bowser minigames are like when you had to get dropped off at like your asshole uncle's house who like <laughs> didn't have any t- – didn't have a TV. And it's like what am I supposed to do all day? So yeah, that is a good balance. I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the game does have a lot of minigames though. 82 total minigames in this one. So wow. Not 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 a slouch by any means. So not a slouch. I think it's time for you to read the back of the case, right, Neil? All right, sounds good to me. Party till the break of dawn. A bitter argument between the sun and the moon has rocked the Mario Party world. It's up to Mario and his fellow party animals to party hard and end this furious feud. Yeah, it's got like a day and night thing on the cover. Pretty neat cover, actually, Mario Party. Yeah, games. honestly, honestly, all the covers are really, really good. And you made an excellent thumbnail for this episode, just merging them all together. I think it looks real nice. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate that. Yeah, I put all the numbers there because all the numbers have their own little font, too. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Great. Good stuff. All right. And now joining us from Toronto, Ontario, we have Jed and Nicola to talk about some great Mario Party games. But before you do that, I have a question for both of you. Who do you think should play Waluigi in the upcoming Waluigi biopic that Neil and I are directing? (laughs) Top of my head, Will Arnett. <laughs> Will Arnett. I like Ooh, it. I like that. One. Yeah, Canadian okay, so we boy. Adrian Brody, Will Arnett are both auditioning for the role now. Can't wait to see who I it's going to be. I was going to say Benedict Cumberbatch just because he's like lanky. But I like Will Arnett. Mm. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen? I, that's what I was going to say with Sasha Baron Cohen because like he looks like Borat, looks like Waluigi without the hat on. That was going to be my answer. He could do the wham. Well, def- oh, absolutely. He's so good at like imitating accents, so I just think he'd be—he'd have to lose a couple pounds to be Waluigi, Waluigi I suppose. Waluigi, yeah, but exactly. I'm excited. For the movie. Yeah, I think this is gonna be an all-star cast. 
Danny DeVito as, as Wario, I feel like. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Don't even solid interview pick. anyone else. Yeah, that's Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, anyways, we are here today to talk about the final game uh, on the podcast, which is Mario Party 7. And now, uh, Nicola, I understand that you have played this the most. This is the game that you grew up with. So just kind of go right into it. Tell me some of your memories that you got of this. Sure, I guess. Yeah, this is the first game I ever got. Um, this is the first game we pulled an all-nighter on to try Ooh. to, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those games you just can't stop playing, I guess, when you're yep. 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it was like, because it was my first game's first intro into trying to like accomplish a goal with like solo mode. Um, obviously mm-hmm. you can play seamlessly with four people. I think we could play up to eight people too. Even when we had people over, we could share a controller. It was That's like right. kind of awkward mm-hmm. <laughs> because you <laughs> people holding one controller, but, um, yeah, no, always a good time. And yeah, it's definitely a nostalgic thing for me. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you guys have played like the new one. I forget what Mario party we're mm-hmm. on now with super like, Mario party on switch. Yeah. I don't know what number it's 10. Yeah. We're at? I don't know. It would be eleven now. Ten was on 11, ten yeah. was on Wii U. This is Mario Party eleven. Yeah. Yeah, and like hot take, the old one's better. I don't know if that's a hot take at all. But I think, I think that's a correct podcast. take. I think that's a correct take. <laughs> Definitely. No, you're you're among friends here right. for sure. Um, yeah, the the Hudson. We were just saying at the beginning of the show, the Hudson Soft generation of uh, of Mario Party is like the golden age. So it really ended with Mario Party eight on Wii. That's what like the mm-hmm. Mario Party purists would say. The Wii was like the end of Mario Party, and after that, it's all just weird crap made by other companies that we don't really care about. So it seems like it's like a copy that's like not very good, and they tried to introduce some new stuff. But playing the old one back, like we just like how it plays a lot better. The like bad spaces and Bowser spaces are a lot more devastating. Yes, and mm-hmm. I like the orbs too better than you know. Now we just have like items, which I guess is the same thing, but I don't know. There's it's, something. It's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. There's just something yeah. m- better about like the things you can do in the old one too, and even just like the little tiny customizations you can do. Right. Like you, you could like you know say your character if they win, you could like have a you know text for that. Just like little things like that, which were really fun. Um, that I don't know, you just can't get in the new one. Yeah, it feels like no. the new one is is very polished and very nice, and there's a lot of cool additions that they put into it. Uh, especially like I, I really like the everyone has their own individual block. I think that's really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. But I actually but I, don't like that. I actually was thinking thinking like, well, I don't. Not that I don't like that, but I was thinking that's probably the only good thing in the new one. But that I don't like it enough to. Yes, that's fair. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't like it enough to choose the having that option over the old game well because yeah that's that's the thing is that the the old games there's also just so much content in the old games Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff like you that you Mm -hmm. can do and uh there's only what i think three or four maps in the the new one uh, and it's um it it feels like it's almost unfinished like uh, yeah there's a lot more you can do for sure and the mini games Mm -hmm. in the old one were just so good like Yeah. And I think that also that maybe it's a nostalgia thing too. Like when you're waiting for the mini game to be selected and you kind of like, after you played that game so much, you kind of know exactly <laughs> what mini games are what. Um, but I found that too, like with the new one where, you know, as, as much as you can play it, we're still playing like the same mini games. It feels like there's like a smaller pool of mini games that you can play on the yes. new. I yeah, don't know if that's true, sure. but it's just what it feels like. 
Yeah, Mario Party 7, I'm right there with you. This was my first Mario Party game that I owned. I think I got it for Christmas one year in the later years of the GameCube generation. And it's so packed with content. You're totally right. There's 86 mini games in this game. There's six maps, which is automatically like double whatever was on Switch in terms of map sizes. And then, yeah, you can play with seven other people. I never did that. I always played with just four people. And this was definitely the Mario Party game that I played the most as a kid. And it even had the microphone mini games, which didn't work quite right. Um, never worked I, I, quite I, I right. Never really, <laughs> yeah. Never picked up. It was this was like the beginning of the end with motion controls, which the new Mario Party game is completely motion control based. You can't plug in your GameCube controller to play. Oh, yeah. You have to play with the Switch Joy-Con, which is a nightmare. Yeah. I just want to play this with my Pro controller. But like when I think of Mario Party Seven, my mind instantly goes. My favorite one is Bubble Brawl, which is when oh you're my four God, characters in, that a, one. in a floating <laughs> bubble, and you're just you trying just to punch each other. I love it, and you have to hit each other out of the bubble. It's so much fun. I could play that for hours as its own game. That one was the worst with a sibling, though, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> because like you punch at the CPUs immediately. They're they're completely out of, out of the bubble. And then it's just you and your sibling punching for the rest of the time. Your younger sibling who can't doesn't know which button <laughs> just is just like a. mashing yeah, it. Then, <laughs> yeah, but there's so many cool ones. Like there's Snow Ride, which is like just a snowboarding mini game. There's like a cartwheel, uh, like a mini cart one where you're going around in a figure eight. I've played all of these mini games to death, and it, this is to me is what Mario Party like really peaked at. Was Mario Party Seven? Might not be popular opinion. I know it, it probably rates around the same, like sevens and eights, but. Um, it had some pretty cool like two ver- two on two ones where like you had to coordinate with your partner uh, like flying a bug where you were controlling the left wing and they're controlling the right wing and you have to avoid mm-hmm. flowers. It's just such a cool I love that experience mm-hmm. of Mario Party and, and yeah like just playing all 20 rounds and playing through the night or for hours it's your eyes are burning by the end of it. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah exactly and there's like something too about the you know the mini games that you get really um good at right like you were talking about snow ride and i think there's one called fun run Mm -hmm. and like where it was the same uh, like course every time right so like when it comes up you know exactly like where you're going to control it right like you know where the arches Mm -hmm. are in snow ride and you know like what is kind of come which is like i don't know i I think that like the mini games definitely from mary party 7 are like a thousand times better than the new one i agree they're great. And huge shout out to whoever it is. I'm, I like to assume it's one person working at Nintendo whose job it is to name these mini games. Uh, they're always so well done. They're so good. I, like that's part of the fun of Mario Party is like when you uh, when you first play the game, it's all question marks because you, you have to unlock the mini games. And and it like goes through that little wheel thing and then you land on it and then it, it names it. And it's always fun to try and guess what the mini game is going to be like based on the name. And then yeah, you see what exactly. you're actually playing it as. And it, it's like, I like to think that there's one person there that plays the minigame and then gets to name it. It's it's just such a fun little part of the game, which I love. I was trying to remember. So we we dug out a couple old Mad Cats controllers before uh, recording. <laughs> this. We played it earlier today. And the first thing, uh, I mean, we talked about it, but the first thing I remembered was how Nintendo that mic is. Like no other, yes. you know, Sony, Microsoft would never include a mic <laughs> in their games. That's such a Nintendo <laughs> thing to do. And it's so, like the very first we started playing, the very first mini game was a mic game, and I was like shouting cheap cheap to get fish onto the <laughs> <Yes>. screen. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it would pick up like every third one I yelled. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then scrolling through the modes, uh, first thing I remembered the windmill mode. Where you oh, have to like, so good. I love that it. was always my favorite one. Yeah, the best map. Where- so I played that today. Okay. To get ready for this uh, this podcast, and I had never played the windmill mode before. I guess I just missed it, or maybe I just completely forgot because I played Mario Party Seven a lot 
That yep. was probably the, the the Mario Party I played the most. And I was playing it, and I just I didn't get it because the computers would keep passing on buying the windmills. Oh, that's brutal. Um, <laughs> for, and so for listeners, uh, uh, basically the windmill version is probably different. It's different from any other Mario Party mode I've seen. The idea is that when you're going through the map, uh, instead of buying stars on a certain space, there's a bunch of windmills that are set up across the map and on each windmill you can almost like put a it's like a silent auction almost you know you, you put your name down uh, and you put however many coins you want and someone else can outbid you on that and at the end of the game whoever has the highest amount of coins on whatever windmill wins and some windmills have three stars some have two stars some have one so it's it's a very different kind of way to play mario party it's probably the best map to use if you're playing like a 20 turn game or more because like you can, yeah, you can it's own definitely a long game. Yeah, you can own a windmill and then lose it a couple times over, and then still be able to like come back around and and bid on it again. I think you can even if you don't have enough coins to buy a windmill, you can like deposit there, assuming that you can make it all the way back around the map and then put right. more coins in. You can, oh. and I think that one that map is the the map I find that like the coins are the most useful in because in other maps, like you collect coins like so often and you just buy, (laughs) like you just shop around, right. You can like buy your orbs and whatever, but with that one, you really have to be strategic about your coins Mm -hmm. and like what you're going to use to, if you're going to pay to travel for 10 coins, if you're going to buy an orb, whatever. Um, And yeah, it's true that like the CPUs can just pass behind you, but that's like, yeah, if you have a longer game and you collect coins and bide your time and then get like maybe a, a mush, one of those mushroom orbs or whatever that you can just mm-hmm. kind of like go all the way around the map, then you can just buy everything in the last turn. So it's definitely a strategic thing. Coins are almost always useless. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is the only map that's useful. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. That's I I noticed that too. I was like, oh man, like I actually have to like have a lot of coins to be able to bid uh, on these windmills. You have to win the mini games, that's... or else you're pretty yep. much yeah. screwed. Yeah, those Bowser spaces are devastating. Like I, yes, I landed on one, and then I didn't win the mini game, and I lost all fifty six coins that I had. And this oh, was like no. my fourth turn. <laughs> oh. oh, I also hate when there's like the Bowser space or like the Bowser action that um, uh, it, it spreads all the coins out. It's communist yep. Bowser, as they call it. He puts, uh, he gives everyone the same amount of coins, which is awful. If you have like ninety and you have like Toadette over here with three coins, <laughs> and then she has forty or forty-five, then you have forty-five. You're like, man, yeah, yeah. The game looks great. It's colorful. It's fun. The flow is good. Toadsworth is the host. We haven't even said that yet. Oh my goodness! And his his like vocal <laughs> sounds are like <laughs> the yeah. like when i heard those again that's like what i came for you know um and what's and what's the story what's the story in mario party 7 i forgot the cruise oh yeah yeah right so why is toadsworth so i guess toadsworth is back from the dead basically and um because we said he died in mario (laughs) mario sunshine that that was his last this was his second last trip was taking everybody on a cruise uh so, which is very fitting in 2020, because since cruises were basically a death sentence. So, uh, exactly. You think Toesworth lived in Florida year round, or yeah? Where do you think he lived? Well, he, you know, he's from Toronto, but he he would go down oh. to Florida. He's a snowbird. He's a snowbird. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense to me. He's got seasons tickets to Leafs games, and he lives in Florida. One of my favorite uh, games, mini games for Mario Party Seven, was actually I'm not sure what the game is called, but it's a overhead cart racer. Where it's like a figure eight, and you're racing these uh, carts. Uh, like, yeah, that's oh, cart cart wheeled. I think I mentioned that one. Yeah. yeah okay, that's the one you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yeah. I love that one. That one is mm-hmm. extremely fun. I had a lot of fun playing it. 
Um, but oh, I just did want to ask you something, Nicola. Is the Deluxe Cruise? So I had never played that before, and I didn't realize that you could actually play eight people on Mario Party Seven. So you've done that before? Yeah, I have a lot of cousins. Um, like I think I have like sixteen cousins on my dad's side, and they were all younger, and they mm-hmm. always wanted to play with us, and so yeah. like we had to include them, and so we would play. <laughs> The, it was definitely not seamless, not something that like you would sit down and you know invite people over to do is really just like a concession that you would make if you had to let people play with you. <laughs> I was looking at it and I was like, this seems kind of weird because you, you both share, like, I guess everyone has to share a controller. Yeah, it's like you yep. play as a team mode, right? It's so, like you both go on the same spaces and then you play mini games that are, there's only like a select few, I don't really know how many are in the bucket that you like mini games that you can't play. And then you just yeah, because that was my other question was like the the mini games that you would be able to play. Yeah, I think there was one actually that I really liked, and I forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think there was one that was in that mode, and it was like a battery one, battery ram, I think it was called. Oh yeah, yes. Yep. Oh my god, it's that one is. One. I hate playing and that. I with love the computer. that one. Oh, it's impossible with a with a computer. It's impossible. I There's love no playing way. that one. I just hate when I have a computer partner because I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, because <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. Exactly, <laughs> and that's the one where you like you team up with somebody that who's alive who's actually a person and then knows what they're doing and then it's fun because you just cream everyone yes <laughs> and you get the world record <laughs> <laughs> oh i know that that's that's the thing when when you when you play mario games again or mario party games again you really it, it is about the nostalgia it's I so love, nostalgic i love track and yield i don't know if you remember that one that's when you're on like a conveyor belt and you have to jump over hurdles and some of them are electrified <laughs> oh i love those ones i love that one. oh that's it gets faster and faster oh yeah yeah. So there was the, my <laughs> other ultimate favorite one that because I always wanted was Fun Run. I believe it was called Fun Run. And you were like mm-hmm. in a castle or something and it was just like an obstacle course and you just had to memorize where the traps were and then just It's actually yep. relatively long. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I love that one. Uh, cuz I played that one today and I I was I, I kind of remembered it obviously but uh I was playing it and I was like, "Oh wow, like this is a pretty long mini game and it's hard." It, yeah. And that was actually a, a game that came out long before there were like these endless runners on iPhones. Not yeah. long before, but just a few years before, like oh. a game like what was it, te- like Temple Run? It's kind of yeah. the same it's idea. Point. It's just an endless, yeah. It's like an endless runner. It's just this one ends. So eventually, Nintendo did make endless runner. That Mario game was an endless runner, I think, mm-hmm. at some point. But uh, yeah, almost like a, a genre before the genre existed. The creativity with these mini games is like pretty astounding. The fact mm-hmm. that they put out like tons of new mini games every single year in this annualized franchise at this point like yeah again yeah. got to give them a lot of credit yeah well neil uh, i think it's time to read the back of the case uh, do you guys want to stick on and, uh, and 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 hear this yeah oh one more thing i wanted to add oh, yeah. and, and it's just yeah. going back to how i guess lackluster the new switch mirror party one <laughs> yeah my friend this just happened two weeks ago him and his brother both the same day went out and bought mario party for the switch separately and then they both went and bought Nintendo Online subscriptions so that they could play each other online. And then they found out that you can't actually play Mario Party Online against your friends. Yeah. You, can, you can only play like random mini games or something. You can only play like select mini games, which is the worst. It's mm-hmm. so stupid. I don't, it's like, that's the one thing that I would have really, really wanted. Yeah. From a new Mario Party game is if I like to just play it with all my friends. And also just like to Might have a bunch a of the idea. old mini games. Yeah, and it seems like it, I mean, obviously I'm not a game developer at all, but it seems like that game, like, you'd be okay with, like, a little bit of lag, right? Because you're just, like, playing a board game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what the hurdle was there to make that happen. I don't know. Nintendo and online is uh, is quite the situation <laughs> often. Yeah. 
Fun, fun fact about Super Mario Party on Switch, I bought the pack that came with the game and then two Joy-Cons, which I sold the two Joy-Cons to, to Mike. And then about a year later, I sold the game. So <laughs> Win-win. I don't own any of that game anymore. But anyway, Mario Party 7, let's read the back of the case here. Let's do it. It's time to read what's on the back of the case. There's things written on the back of the case. Let's read them. And now we're reading the back of the case. Party around the world. A fun-filled cruise around the world has turned into a vacation nightmare. Join Mario, Luigi, and the whole gang as they try to stop Bowser from ruining their party. Yeah, no, uh, Mario Party 7, great game. Uh, good things to talk about it. And Jed and Nicola, do you guys have anything else you'd like to add to uh, to this episode? Mario Party 7, top game. <laughs> nice. Agreed. Top tier. Agreed. It's, it's nice nice to nice to be back. It's nice calling you guys from my living room and not the side of the 401. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. Cozier. A little cozier. <laughs> a little cozier. Yeah. What was that? That was Tony Hawk Underground 2, I think? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, nice. Yes. Good talk, good talk. <laughs> Worth uh, it. And and of course we had Nicola on earlier for the Night Fire episode, so that was great. Yeah. That's another Have nostalgic we- game. Another nostalgia game. So much nostalgia. This is what we're all about. We just feed nostalgia on this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Take care and happy new year. Hope all is well. Uh, we hope to have you guys on real soon. We'll let you guys know what games we're talking about, and hopefully you can join us again uh, very soon. Yeah. I'm excited to listen back and see what, Neil, are we nice young folks, nice young people, or what What are you going to refer oh, to us crap. as? Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> mm, I didn't think about that. Let's, let's, let's think about that, Neil. We'll think about it, and we'll, we'll put it out. We'll edit it in. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. See you guys. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Bye. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice young lady. What a nice young man. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it was great to have those nice young folks on our podcast today. As always, Judd and Nicola love to talk about uh, some amazing memories because that's what Mario Party, I think more than any other game we have talked about so far mm-hmm. is is about is is the nostalgic memories and just yeah. the, you know, just growing up with this. And I actually have a very good story I'd like to say, Neil. Sure. Okay, uh, go for and it. And it, it talks about kind of my very, very first, I guess, gaming memory. And or one of my very first gaming memories, and it was 1999. So let's go back to 1999. <laughs> uh, Limb Biscuits Rolling just, had just come out. Uh, <laughs> Keep on rolling, baby. Prince's 1999, I'm sure, was doing very well mm-hmm. um, uh, because uh, people were, you know, had that on their minds. And Y2K was in full force. Oh, sure, absolutely. Who could forget? <laughs> And I was up in Napanee visiting my dad's cousin. Napanee's, that's where Avril Lavigne is from. That's where Avril Lavigne is from, from exactly, Neil. Okay. A small town called Napanee. I like, I like where this is going. <laughs> uh, when we stopped by at his uh, work friend's cottage on the way back, mm-hmm. they had these two big golden retrievers. And this was during the summer. I was outside playing with them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also had a daughter who was probably about two years older than me, I think. And she had an N64. And she had just gotten Mario Party 1. For the N64. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back, I think this family was pretty well off. So, <laughs> uh, which yeah. which would kind of line up. But uh, anyways, I, I vividly remember everything about this encounter. I remember going down the steps, the wooden steps of, of this basement uh, and the, the white shag carpet that they had down there. And they had this big tube TV 
and she had Mario Party up and she said, do you want to play? And I was like, I don't, what is this? I've never played this before. I don't even know what this is. Uh, you know, it's a six year old. I don't know what anything is. Nope. Um, but I vividly remember playing the game. I remember thinking how cool it was and how cool it was that a board game could be on a screen and playable mm. and interactive on a screen. Um, yeah. I know it kind of, yeah, kind of sounds dumb now, but uh, yeah. at the time, this was uh, the fact that I could play board games on a TV was absolutely mind blowing to me. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Like playing playing a board game on a video game nowadays, almost I think a lot of people play board game. Almost every board game has a video game. You're totally right. And I yeah. I think fondly back to the the days of getting like the game of life in a box of frosted flakes. Like that that whole thing was just a craze. But yeah, there was really no I mean there were I think Monopoly had a video game at one point, but it mm-hmm. wasn't as f- frequent. Like it seems like nowadays you can like every week on the PlayStation Store there's a new game of pool on the on or air <laughs> hockey. Yeah. Or something like that. But then, yeah, you could just play like this totally original board game on a video game console. Like like I said at the top of the show, like a mini game video game franchise had never really been established until now. No, no. And just like the, the, the colors, the sounds, you know, it was honestly so magical yeah. uh, that all I wanted to do was play Mario Party. Like that's all I wanted to do. I remember leaving and just like begging my parents. I was like, how do I play this? Like, where can I play this again? And I didn't end up actually getting a Mario Party game until 2004 with uh, Mario Party 6 for for Christmas. Wow! Uh, but yeah, I will I will never I will never ever forget that. It just it's you know I forgot uh, th- tons of stuff in school. I, I don't remember people's <laughs> names. I forget people's birthdays. But mm-hmm. I can I can tell you everything about that encounter of playing Mario Party one for the first time. That's really cool. It is it is a special game in the hearts of a younger generation. I think the millennials will really remember Mario Party. Just as something to do with friends, to to play in between playing Mario Kart or uh, Melee, it's just such a cool franchise that unfortunately we haven't really seen it been given too much love on the Switch. We've talked a lot of trash about it. Uh, unfortunately, at the time when the Switch version came out, there was a lot of hype around it, and we actually enjoyed it for the first little while. But I feel like that simmered out very quickly. They should have really had some sort of a, a roadmap set out with Mario Party. Yes. If that's DLC added to the game, which everyone thought was going to happen, that every year we'd get a new pack of fifty or sixty new uh, mini games and a map and maybe a character or two and just make this a whole platform but it's been two years and a, and change and we haven't heard anything about mario party yeah but mike just going back to the four games we've talked about now on gamecube four five six and seven which uh which game would you recommend that the folks out there pick up now now that they've heard our, us talk about all the games i would recommend seven honestly because it's such a fun game and and i I know it has one of the lower ratings amongst um, amongst games. I didn't actually say it, so it has mostly sevens. Uh, Nintendo Power gives it a three point seven out of five, which is actually quite low for Nintendo Power. Mm. And okay. Metacritic gives it a sixty four. But honestly, maybe it's rose colored glasses. Maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe it's Nicola hyping it up again for me. But um, I uh, I really love seven. And I would recommend uh, people go and buy seven, even if they can't get the mic for it, because honestly, the mic yeah. games are terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and playing the windmill uh the windmill mm-hmm. course is really really fun so i would definitely recommend seven it's the cheapest as well um mm-hmm. most of the mario party games are going for at least a hundred dollars like you said neil yep. and uh i wouldn't break the bank over that no absolutely not and i'm gonna just have to mirror everything you just said mario party 7 without a doubt is the best mario game mario party game on the gamecube you got to pick that game up just all the mini games are so classic the game flows very well toadsworth is the host and it's of course the cheapest game 
And yeah, Mike's got a good tip there. Just don't if you can't find the microphone, don't sweat it. The microphone games there aren't even that many, and no. believe me, they're not they're not that fun. <laughs> they're not fun. If you want to play a, a a gimmicky Mario Party game with voice activation things and move, motion controls, there's plenty of Wii games out there for you to go pick up. Party Wii games if you wanted to play that instead. So yeah, Mario Party Seven, and of course we talk about it all the time. But SpongeBob Lights Camera Pants is a terrific Mario Party clone that you should not miss. Absolutely. So just some closing thoughts here. Um, yeah, just sure. want to talk about kind of the series as a whole. We can talk a little bit about where it's going. We already did, I know. But, um, you know, this is here's, – here's my take, Neil. Let me, okay. let me lay down a take for you. Okay. Let me say that. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Mario parties are less about the game but the experiences that you have and the memories you make with them. Mm. That's, you know, that's that's kind of what it all boils down to more than anything else. Obviously, all games, just any game is like this, uh, but I feel none as much as Mario Party. Uh, you know, like my story that I just I just said, I feel everyone has a similar story to them first playing these games. Uh, it's it's like you never forget your first, you know? It's like every, every Mario Party that you play, that you pick up, you there's such an attachment to it. I can't even describe it, and I think it is because of, of who you play them with basically anyone in their twenties today or, you know, younger or older, but specifically in their twenties has played Mario party at some point. Yep. Just because of the timeline of when they came out and how often they were coming out. Even mm -hmm. if you have no association with Nintendo, you've never owned a Nintendo console. You didn't know, uh, have close friends who've owned game cubes or N64s, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's, it's almost universal in its prevalence. At some point you've played a Mario party. Well, you have to have because there's nothing like this on Xbox or I'm not going to say nothing, but there's there's not much like this on Xbox or PlayStation. They nothing never made first party like this. No, right? nothing. Definitely not anything first party. There might be some indie games out there, something third party like SpongeBob Lights, Camera Pants that you can pick up. But there's nothing like you can play as Master Chief in a board game where you hit each other in the head with hammers. Like there's nothing like that that you can mm -hmm. play on any other console. Uh, I would some, uh, associate something more like Jackbox to be something Mario Party ish that that's way yes. more accessible, a party game that you can play. And you're totally right. It's all about the experience. You need to make these games playable and quickly playable. Like you don't want to have to sit through tutorials every time you play it. You just want to plug in your controllers and get going as soon as possible. You want to try and cut out that in-between time between mini games the best, the fastest that you possibly can to make it just a really memorable experience. It is one of the few games out there, like I said up front, that is not on any other console. So that is a great reason to yes. own GameCube, again, over PlayStation and Xbox. There, there's plenty of shooters out there. There's plenty of 3D platformers out there, but there aren't a lot of minigame experiences in this generation. And Mario Party crushes it on all four games. You really can't go wrong with any of them, but yeah, seven, go for it. And that kind of leads in, you, you were saying kind of like the how much time there is between minigames and stuff like that. And that, that kind of leads into my next point here is let's talk about some of the faults of the series. We've given it a lot of praise already, but just a couple of faults here. We do have their seems to be a lot of explanation and slow time between turns a lot of loading and unfortunately the new mario party actually makes this worse somehow you know there's a lot of repetition in these games yep. for sure that's yeah. an easy one uh why is no an option when you buy a star <laughs> this is like the <laughs> worst thing ever i i neil do you have any idea why this exists is this for like if you're feeling sorry for your little cousin who's playing with you maybe there, there's no strategy it should only go automatically to know if you don't have enough coins like maybe that's it should always just automatically let you buy a star there's no strategy to missing a star <laughs> if you have enough coins to buy one there's nothing more anxiety inducing than about <laughs> to buy the star and you're just like i better my my controller better not automatically go to no 
here's the thing. I in high school, I almost never double checked my answers. When I bought a star in Mario Party, I was double checking <laughs> that I wasn't checking. clicking no. <laughs> <laughs> Triple checking to make sure that you were not clicking no. Oh my god. It was it was horrifying because there's no going back. If you say no, no it's hey, it's like so many <laughs> Nintendo games are like you know no, I don't want to I don't want to sign up for this service. And it's like are you sure you don't want to do this? And it's like yeah, I'm sure. Moving on. If you don't want to buy a star, it's like cool. Next to move. You know, it's just ah uh, yeah, that that was infuriating, and it only happened to me maybe once in the last 20 years that I've been playing this franchise for. So, but it's horrible when it happens. One of the faults I have with Mario Party is that um, I have all of these games, all four Mario Party games, and obviously. The last year, I haven't been able to get together with people. But even when we do get together with our friends, we do have other games we want to play. Yeah, yeah. And me being a solo gamer, my siblings don't really play much video games. My parents don't play any video games. So I never really had, other than you, Mike, I never really had anybody to come over and play Mario Party at all times. And the, these games are not fun to play alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they um, they are not for sure. Um, I feel like as a kid, you can make anything fun, but, uh, but, Mm-mm. but if you're nope. a little older, yeah, if you play it too much, it, uh, it's, uh, some, like some of the, like the seven, the story of seven, like the, the, mm-hmm. the way to do that is actually pretty fun with the cruise. But, um, again, it's, it's a small amount. Like it's, you, you can't play it forever, obviously. And it's not, you're not buying this for the story. You know, you're not buying it no. to do. It would be fun though if they could have made some kind of a, a board game that you can play by yourself, like Solitaire, but it's based around the mini games, uh, so that you're not forced to play two v two with c- CPUs, uh, c- computer players in this game. Like yeah. you're always playing with uh, four other players or three other players, sorry, who have to roll the dice. They have to pick. For some reason, it's showing the computer thinking whether or not to use an orb, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is just crazy. Why am I watching? Why am I watching Waluigi, then Wario, then Toadette roll? So that I can eventually roll because I rolled the lowest number first. Therefore, I have to roll last. So it's about 30 seconds to a minute of me checking my phone while, <laughs> while Luigi is thinking about whether or not to use the double dice block roll. And I'm just sitting here like, what the hell am I supposed to be doing right now? It's just even as a kid. And that's back before phones. We had nothing to do in between those rounds. <laughs> read Nintendo so Power. Was... Read your copy of Nintendo Power you have sitting beside your couch. I could have read that instead of like <laughs> tips and tricks on how to beat Mario Party 7 <laughs> with your friends when I didn't have any to play with. But yeah, like just playing it single player could have been streamlined so much yes. better. And I would have played so much more of these games, but I only ended up playing it. I played it a lot in college, actually, when my sister had her boyfriend come over and I had you come over and we would play. So it was great mm. to have four people over to play, you know, 10, 20 rounds for two or three hours on a Saturday night. It was great. Yeah. But as a kid, when, you know, you have to ask your parents to have friends over and then and then, you know, when they do finally come over, maybe they all want to do something different. On a Wednesday night, I can't play Mario Party 7 by myself. It just didn't it didn't work. And and then now with the Switch, you can't even play it online with friends. Yeah, it's, it's This game has never been accessible to play either alone or multiplayer unless you have the, a, a set group of people ready to come over to play Mario Party. Yeah, 100% agreed with that. 100% agreed. Yeah. And, and one more pro that I do want to say sure. uh, just before we move on to kind of the future of the franchise is mm-hmm. um, Nintendo characters really come to life in Mario Party, maybe more than any other game. I don't know about you, Neil, but like their their yeah. characteristics, their mannerisms, it's so um, it's so personified. It's so like it's like I don't know you, you just end up having these intense feelings too for these characters that you carry over to other games like i actually always liked waluigi because i i end up getting him a lot in mario party because other people would pick you know mario or or um mm. or yoshi you always were yoshi and so i would yep. I, I always like playing someone different and I don't know, like the the characters were so well animated and it's almost like they created their own backstory when they played these games. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I don't know, mm-hmm. I just 
this more than even Smash or or, or Mario Kart because you know Mario Kart they're in the car. Um, yeah. Here you're just you're constantly seeing them on their own two feet. So I don't know. For mm-hmm. me, I always just associate a lot of these characters with Mario Party. Nail right on the head there. I never thought of that. Yeah, like this was really the first franchise where we start started to see emotion from these characters because. Up until Mario Kart 8, I would say, the one on Wii U and now Switch, Mario Kart games have been somewhat lifeless. They, the characters never You never saw the front of the character's yes. face until they introduced the replay mode where you can see the carts from a first-person view and they started to add the, the excitement when they do something cool or the death glares when someone passes them on the road. That's when they finally <laughs> started to add these personalities to the characters, which was 2014. Mm-hmm. Mario Tennis is probably another game that I would think added a little bit more uh, because of replays, yep. really, you could see the characters from the front, which Mario Party games is almost played completely from the front of the characters while they're moving around on the board. So, yeah, I never even thought of that. That's such a cool observation. Yeah, you're right. This is the first time you really start yeah. to see these characters have individual personalities, and it's not just the back of their heads uh, running around in a mushroom kingdom. Yeah, that's really <laughs> cool. Good, good pro. Way to end that on a high note, Mike. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Love that. And so I guess, yeah. The uh, the the future of the franchise again. We did talk about it a little bit, but uh, where do, where do you see this in the next five five years, ten years, next console, wherever we go? Yeah, I mean, if you talk to me in two thousand eighteen when Super Mario Party came out, I thought that the franchise was re- revised. I thought it was given new life, and we were going to see an annualized franchise for the first time again in years, where the Switch was going to have five four or five Mario Party games on it. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought we were going to see Super Mario Party two and then three every other year every year but it hasn't happened i thought maybe yeah. that okay maybe dlc but that hasn't happened either so i think at best we might see one more mario party game again it's it's the highest selling mario party game i don't know why they didn't make another one so my big thing is i don't know why they haven't done any dlc like i would 100 percent buy yeah i cut like two two new boards and like two new characters for 20 bucks like i honestly like i, yeah. I would give that money easily Sure. You've got 12 million units that sold. That is insane. Yeah. Like most Sony uh, Sony franchises don't sell anywhere near that. Yeah. And and they put DLC out for those games. <laughs> yeah. Like if a game sells a million copies, they're like fantastic success. Let's put out some like eight DLC packs for the Christmas and then a deluxe edition. Just to go back to the question, I, I think we might see one more Mario Party game on Switch just because the Switch is so ripe for mini games with the Joy-Con yes. and everything. But sadly, I don't think that we're going to see it go back to the way it was with one one game a year with 80 new uh no. 80 new mini games no. I, I think we might see another mario party top 100 kind of game where it's a collection of mini games on the switch which i would love yeah. that that's my ideal situation is just give me all the mini games that you've made up to this point take the board game out of it i don't need it and let me just play the mini games by myself because yep. that's what i always really wanted to do i just wanted to play the mini games so if i could do that i'm golden what about you, Mike? Where do you see the franchise going? I, I, I'd agree with you for sure. I, I definitely see them doing something with the minigames, some kind of collection. I do see a Mario Party coming out at some point near the end of the Switch's life cycle, most likely. Um, yeah. But uh, Such a boring prediction. I know. It's, ter- <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's so bad. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And, and this game was fun. Like, I actually I did. I know Nickel and Jed weren't huge fans of it, and, and now I kind of have... L- soured a bit on it i think it, it introduced a lot of amazing things uh i love the fact that you can just pl- go in to play the uh like do practice in the, the loading screen rather than yeah. um rather than Great idea. pressing Z to go into yes. practice like that mm-hmm. right there is amazing i love the characters i i'm a big fan of the dice blocks um mm-hmm. but it just there's so much stuff that they did wrong and the fact that you can't play with a pro controller the fact that you can't play online properly it's just not the same as the old games that were just so good 
uh, and and but they're so close. They're so close. They were so close, which is why another <laughs> another Mario Party game in 2019 and then 2020 making these slight improvements. By the time we got to 2020 and 2000 now 21, the game would have been probably fantastic, like terrific, just fantastic. The best Mario Party games yeah, of all time. Yeah. yeah, Hudson Hudson Soft aren't making them anymore. But the first the first shot, you know, your first at bat doesn't have to be a grand slam. But maybe by the fourth or fifth year, you're making you're hitting out of the parks nonstop, and it. It's so sad, but yeah, here we are, 2021, just making boring predictions that maybe we'll have another one someday and it'll be okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but Mike, until then, why don't you let the folks know what they can expect on episode 32 of the GameCube is Cool podcast. Episode 32 is going to be all about hockey games. So we will be yes. talking about six NHL games uh, for oh. the Nintendo game, or sorry, five NHL games for the N Nintendo GameCube. That's NHL 03, 04, 05, 06, and NHL 2K3, which just had, Sega had to slip that in there for a little bit. Uh, why not? <laughs> why not? Uh, but we will be having some great guests on, a lot of guests. It's going to be a big, big episode. I cannot wait for that. Some industry insiders, as we said before. Really cool. excited and um, yeah, just can't wait. Looking forward to talking about some hockey games. I'm not as up to speed on the hockey games as you, Mike, are. You played those to death as a kid. I remember I was more to death. I was more into the uh, NHL hits games, which were more arcadey. Uh, I played hockey as a kid, so I mean, I'll have that knowledge at least. I know how the game works, so that's fun. We'll still be we'll also be bringing up NHL hits because we can't Good. not talk about NHL hits without talking about these. So of course, it's it's going to come up in conversations for sure. Cool. All right. Well, I'll be right there then. I'll be one of your guests next week. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. your episode. But ladies and gentlemen, until then, this has been episode 31 of the GameCube was Cool podcast. We have new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other podcast services. Leave us ratings and reviews so we can make the show better. We're the number one GameCube podcast on the internet. Follow us on Instagram. We're at the GameCube pod. Check out our new website, thegamecubewascool.com, and uh, check out our new store. Share us with your friends, family, and your hairdresser. Tell Anthony, Neil says hi. Thank you for the support, and we will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.